재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 And we are continuing our discussion on the Google tax uh, adopted by various countries trying to crack down on tax evasion by multinational corporations. Korea says they do want to try to implement this starting next year, uh, joining the global uh, community in this effort. We're going to get your thoughts. Text us at pound 1013 for 51 or send us a cacao talk message. We're going to be joined shortly by an expert from Australia to get uh, some global perspective on the issue as well. Uh, here in the studio, we have Professors Shin Se-don and Professor Kim Se-won uh, to lend us their expertise. Uh, Professor Shin, mm-hmm. so the G20, they are a group of uh, wealthy 20 nations. OECD, also a group of wealthy n- a lot of overlap <laughs> between these countries. But essentially, they have endorsed what the OECD is saying. Well, okay, we, we agree. We, we think we should try to crack down on tax evasion. Is this going to work? Do you feel? I mean, do you feel that this global effort will be effective in trying to get these uh, people to stop evading? Right. Yeah, it will. But it's going to take a long time because uh, we have to harmonize different tax rates. We have to decide. We have to agree upon which kind of activities, which kind of uh, business activities should be under uh, uh, harmonized tax rates, and how will be. How much will be the tax rate we have to agree upon because there are so many different, you know, tax rates on, on different countries. So we have to have a harmonized system. We have to converse the different tax rates. And we have to have a, a, a unified uh, agreements upon the, uh, you know, the, the scope of uh, mm. tax activities. And it's going to take a long, long series of agreements and, and, and discussions. And eventually we will come out with uh, some kind of resolution, maybe, maybe in, yeah. in some years, I think. But it's difficult, right? Because high tax countries like Sweden, let's say, might have a different Idea very than, let's difficult say, to let's say a Singapore yeah. or a Hong uh-huh. Kong, right? right. Yeah, so it's going to take it's going to be a very uh, a difficult measure, especially the tax matter uh, is it's got to be approved by the parliament of the individual countries. So I think yeah. it's going to be a long process. Professor Kim, yes, I, I pretty much agree with Professor Shin, but but I I also believe that it is very hard to get an agreement on the details of the enforcement because different countries have different attitudes on mm. on, on on multinational companies. Yeah, and that is going to be a challenge. Speaking of uh, different countries, let's get the perspective from Australia. Joining us uh, from uh, Queensland University of Technology School of Accounting, Professor Kerry Sadik on the line. Hello. Uh, good evening, Henry. Well, thank you very much for joining us, Professor. Uh, we understand the Australian government also introduced uh, what's known as a multinational anti-avoidance law in May. This is uh, similar to, uh, I suppose, what we're talking about, the Google tax. Can you tell us more about Australia's efforts on this front? Sure. Well, what, what actually happened in May is that we had our annual federal budget, and the Treasurer actually announced at that stage a new multinational anti-avoidance law that would stop multinationals from using the complex schemes that we're all talking about to escape paying tax. Now, at this stage, while the legislation is very clear, um, as was previously talked about, it actually hasn't quite made it through our parliament yet. So mm. globally, uh, people tend to think it's actually gone through parliament and is law. Uh, but that's not actually the case. So what we're looking at doing is passing legislation which is all about anti-avoidance. So looking at the types of schemes that multinationals are entering into 
And if the principal purpose of those arrangements is to obtain a tax benefit, then the Commissioner of Taxation will potentially be able to tax the multinational on these offshore transactions. Uh, as far as the legislation still being headed up, do you do feel confident that it will ultimately pass in, in, in the uh, form that uh, most advocates are calling for? I do, Henry. I, I do think it will go through our parliament in the form that has been proposed. What is actually holding up the legislation are some other amendments in the same piece of legislation that are being tweaked at the moment. But I do think we will end up with this legislation. But uh, generically, it is being referred to as a Google tax. But I think the thing we need to realise is that when countries themselves start passing this type of legislation, it varies. Mm. So it's not the same as the UK diverted profits tax. Uh, it has similar aspects, but it is different because it's a unilateral measure that a, a specific jurisdiction is taking. Professor Shin, uh, as, as far as you, uh, Australia is concerned, a very different country from, mm -hmm. from Korea. Do you feel that Korea also will have um, a smooth process as far as uh, the National Assembly and getting this through? And, uh, as as long as, as you know, tax is concerned, there are two parts. Uh, one uh, part is that there are some tax revisions. Uh, the, the, the conditions has to be passed by the parliament. And uh, within the, you know, the endorsement of the, I mean, the, the law, there's a, some kind of uh, room for the government to determine, you know, a specific tax rates. So as long as the leverage of the government to raise taxes, well, there is some room mm. for the government to raise taxes, but as long as the, you know, measure is concerned about, you know, changing the legislation, I think it's going to take a long process because, you know, traditionally the, uh, the opposition party uh, is not kind of automatically endorsing yeah. the, what kind of you know, policy or the legislation that the ruling party is, is asking for. So I think it's going to take some time. Yeah. And also we have to look you know, at other, what other countries are doing, like Australia, as Professor said, you know, there's some of the differences between Australian version of the Google tax and the UK version, right? So we have to look yeah. around and what kind of you know, the similarities and dis disparities between. So I think it's going to take some time for mm. Korea to come up with the kind of a comprehensive uh, tax revision. The government says is the, the, they are plan, planning to uh, have a major tax revision in 2016, which is next year. Yeah. But we have to see. It's going to take some time. I mean, we've already seen in the news it, they can't even pass the counterterrorism bill, which has been mired for 10 years. So there's not a lot of optimism as far as the politicians agree. Mm -hmm. uh, generally speaking, though, Professor Kim, yes. is Korea taking a step in the right direction? I, I, I think so, but but we are our situation is kind of different from that of the Australian situation because Korean economy is more uh, a more uh, open economy than that of the Australia. We have more uh, fraction of the export and imports, so we need to be careful in 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 the preemptive actions of the uh, Google tax because there is a possibility of the Korean Korea-based multinational companies to get of penalties in in foreign countries. Mm. So so I think that's the something that I need to point out about about enforcing a Google tax. Professor Sadik, as far as what you're aware of um, the, and, and and what the professor just mentioned about Australia and Korea having some differences here and how Korea can't be necessarily as I suppose aggressive or quick in terms of unilaterally coming coming up with their own legislation. Would you generally agree? 
Absolutely. I think it's very important for each country to consider their own position. I mean, we have some countries which are capital exporting countries, other countries which are capital importing countries, different kind of industry. For example, Australia has a lot of mining. Um, all of those kind of considerations need to be taken into account. We have a very strong dividend imputation system, which involves Australian companies. So our law isn't actually designed to target Australian multinationals, but rather foreign multinationals coming into Australia. Mm. And I think that's the point that was being made. Right. We need to consider, if we're going to pass unilateral action in various jurisdictions, we need to consider the different types of economies that we have. Is this fairly a one-sided debate right now in Australia, or are, is there a pretty strong contingent of voices that have been arguing against the uh, implementation of this? No, there is general support for uh, passing our multinational anti-avoidance law. Uh, there, we've had a Senate inquiry into corporate tax avoidance, and the push very much is to address the issue, to address the problem. And I think that's why Australia has been so proactive in taking unilateral action. And in fact, if anything, uh, some of the feedback has been that we should slow down a little and really be considering what the OECD and the G20 is recommending in terms of their BEPS project, their base erosion and profit shifting project, because we know that those recommendations from the OECD have only just come out last month. Mm. So we, we really do need to think about perhaps not being quite so hasty in unilateral action mm. and think about global coherence and the substance of what we're trying to address so that all countries get the benefit of any kind of amendments that are made. Right. Professor Shin? Yeah, I mean, you know, key issue is the, the relative position of corporate tax. Many Koreans, especially on the ruling party, believe that the corporate tax is very high in Korea. Uh -huh. And uh, the, one of the reasons that, you know, there, there are so many tax avoidances is because the Korean ta corporate tax is too much. So key issue, as long as the legislation is concerned, you know, whether Korea should lower the corporate tax. And there are strong oppositions, you know, as to the corporate tax. That's the one of the pivotal, yeah. very critical you know issue as long as this kind of a multinational tax avoidance law is concerned so i think it's going to be a very uh, uh, you know highly uh, uh, debated item in the future for legislative um, discussions and which is why you're pointing out the opposition party probably would take a lot of convincing to get on board with it well uh, we are kind of blaming in this discussion the multinational companies or high-tech companies for avoiding tax but we have to also think about their contribution to our economy because at least they provide jobs, employment mm. to Korean economy. For the case of the Google, at least they hire like 400 people. So we, in many advanced countries like United States, when, for example, Hyundai Motor builds up their plants in Alabama, United States, the corporate tax is kind of exempt for several years. So that, why? Because uh, Hyundai Motor provides new jobs to the local area. Yeah. So we have to compare, carefully compare the benefits and the cost of implementing a Google tax in the long run. Professor Sadiq, and this is a 
sort of a common theme that has been expressed by our panelists here is that there still is a question of how in a multilateral setting you can get all of these companies all of these countries who have very diverse tax policies very different philosophies on what is considered to be excessive or um uh, appropriate taxation levels are you confident that um we will get more countries eventually coming to some sort of cohesive agreement eventually i think we will it's going to be a very long and complex process but the question comes down to whether we want competition between countries or we want cooperation because the fact is if every country keeps lowering their corporate tax rates eventually we end up at zero and no one gets any tax but it's going to be very difficult because obviously every country as was previously alluded to needs to consider their individual circumstances employment what right. these multinationals are contributing to the economy but the one good thing i think that's come out of the work that the OECD and the G20 has done is the fact that it's really brought to light what's happening in developing nations so previously yeah. the OECD has always been seen as a developed nation's body but we're now seeing a lot of countries like our BRICS countries actually coming to the table on equal footing so we are i think moving towards a truly global response to this problem having said that yes it's going to be a very long process all right we will have to leave it there professor sadik thank you so much for joining us really appreciate your time thank you henry Professor Kerry Sadik from Queensland University of Technology. Professor Shin, um, mm-hmm. the, from what you just heard, any comments? Well, um, there has been discussion about you know we have to we have to weigh the be- benefit and cost uh, jobs and economic growth of the multinational. But I think this is not a matter of economic growth or it's not a matter of the job. It's a matter of fairness. It's a matter of justice of taxation. So I think. Uh, as long as there are, are differences in uh, in uh, tax rates, uh, tax scopes, I think always this kind of thing would happen. So I think in a global mm. global arena of capital movements, global economies, I think eventually the tax rate, everything should should kind of harmonize. Mm. And uh, so I think you know, in, in, from my point of view, this is the issue of taxation justice, fairness of the taxation. It, it, it's not uh, we can't talk about this issue as a as an issue of in you know, a job creation. Because if you stick to that kind of argument, there won't be any harmonized yeah. solution between many different countries, I think. I mean, because with the Hyundai example, the, the plant in Alabama, of course, many hundreds of workers employed there, uh, adding a lot of mm-hmm. uh, millions of dollars to the local economies, mm-hmm. creating jobs, maybe bettering infrastructure. Google, of course, does uh, uh, have a role in the Korean economy, but I think they're hiring. I, I, their sole office at last count probably numbering in, 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 a, in a population of very, I suppose, a small minority of mm-hmm. people who would actually be working for Google right. Korea. Uh, that being said, though, Professor Kim, and I guess that's the question that was raised with Professor Shin comment is Korea always wants to push for FDI, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, they want more foreign direct investment. Mm-hmm. And how do you entice that? A lot of that has to do sometimes with taxation policy. Is that completely a separate issue or is that something that is also a concern here? With, with I think this? they are highly correlated to each other because in the end, our ultimate goal is economic growth, a better living standard. And for that purpose, it is also important to have uh, more high-tech companies and, and more multinational companies. Mm-hmm. 
to think of the economic development strategies of the Luxembourg Island and, 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 and Cayman Islands, since they, their corporate tax rate is almost zero, there are millions of paper companies located. And by doing that, for example, uh, Luxembourg personal income is simply the highest in the world, over mm. 130,000 U.S. dollars. So uh, as, as Professor Shin pointed out, uh, it is very uh, almost impossible to harmonize uh, the tax rate or, or details of the regulation since uh, some countries never listen to it for, right. for their development. OECD country has uh, has agreed upon the four the so-called four minimum standards, and the four minimum standards are about the treaty shopping, or I mean, the, looking for the you know country with the lowest corporate tax, and also they are trying to manipulate uh, and their practices to to take advantage of you know kind of a harmful tax practices. But one of the four uh, minimum standard is about. Uh, 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 attraction of foreign capital by providing unsensible profits mm. or unsafe incentives. So that is one of the main motivation for the, you know, the OECD country to remove those kind of uh, right. uh, unnatural. Uh, uh, the, the, so I think this is the key question of the uh, entire negotiation. In order to provide, uh, you know, foreign investment, every country is trying to give uh, incentives like uh, a tax you know, exemption, but that has been the main source of, you know, di diversion and distortion in the investment arena. So I think we have to have a fair, common, and unified and unilateral harmonizer uh, uh, as long as the capital movements are concerned. So that is the spirit of these uh, OECD beefs, you know, projects. So in that regard, I think it's going to be a very important issue. Professor Kim? Yes. Uh, I think in addition to what Professor Shin pointed out, there is another sensitive issue. Uh, in enforcing uh, uh, Google Tax, uh, we need to uh, share the tax information between countries, which is a very sensitive issue. Yeah. So, for example, uh, we have to merge uh, U.S. tax uh, information and Korean tax information for uh, enforcing uh, Google Tax between U.S. and Korea. So that is against the uh, taxation sovereignty, actually. Mm. So, so, and 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 and, and it is on a, it will be another uh, hurdle. Uh, sure. to enforcing the, the Google tax in the future. Well, as we say, we've been talking about Google or Facebook or Apple or these big tech companies, but as the panelists pointed out, companies like Hyundai, companies like Samsung also have a very big concern on their hands. Final thoughts, Professor Shin? Well, it's about the fair ground of economic practices, not just the trade, but on the capital transactions. So we need to have a unified, unilateral, harmonized tax system, uh, and and uh, and uh, so in that respect, I think uh, this is the kind of a uh, new step toward kind of a uh, uniform, harmonized right. uh, uh, capital uh, practices. So the goals are noble. It's going to uh, be a long process uh, that we can expect, but at least we are moving in the right direction. Uh, we're going to have to leave it there. I want to thank both of our guests, as always, for joining us. Professor Shin Se-dong, Professor Kim Se-won, as always, a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me.